You're listening to the Wrestling and More Pro Wrestling Podcast, the best wrestling podcast we can produce with our tiny budget. Check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and maybe leave us a five-star review. If it's wrestling you want, keep it on Wrestling and More. Let's do this. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Wrestling and More podcast. And we are finally getting our review of Wrestle Kingdom 12 out there. Honestly, what a show. We are both incredibly excited, I say both, because I am joined by Garth Jackson. How are you, my friend? Good, man. Good. Twice in a week? Twice in a week. Twice (laughs) in a week. It's almost like this is meant to be this podcast. (laughs) It's almost like. I mean... We've come together for a special podcast um, in the way that we are reviewing Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, one of my New Year's resolutions, as I said in my review of New Year's Dash, was to watch more New Japan. And the reason was because of the hype leading into this show. Um, I mean, before the obvious addition of Jericho and Omega to this show, already there was a lot of hype about the show, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Naito finally getting the opportunity he thought was taken off him uh, against Carter. You know, you got the uh, the debut of Switchblade Jay White. Um, got the hair got, versus hair match. You got the hair versus hair <laughs> match. The Goto Suzuki match. Uh, Ibushi versus Cody that was supposed to be for the Ring of Honor Championship, which he bizarrely dropped to <laughs> Dalton Castle. But never mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, this card itself is. I mean, obviously we're only in January, but. It's going to be card of the year, surely. Yeah. I can't see another card in any wrestling promotion that's going to be this. I don't. I don't. Barring WrestleMania being a stellar show, I can't see there being a better show. Like, no, from top to bottom. No. Um, with the amount of eyes that were on New Japan, and you know, new fans that were watching New Japan for the first time, they really had to pull an absolute barnstormer out of the bag, oh, didn't yeah. they? Especially Definitely. following what everyone's touting widely as the best wrestling event in history in Wrestle yeah. Kingdom 11. Well, I think they were talking about the figures for the New Japan World subscriptions went up by 10,000 before the event. Similar, yeah. I heard and something then similar. Just think maybe another seven or 8,000 just before it started, it's, which is unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's baffling to think, you know, that, and let's face it, much as I'm sure purists won't think it is, a lot of that is to do with Chris Jericho. It's got to be. I mean, I'll be surprised if most of that isn't from Western customers, yeah. new Western customers. Yeah, I should clarify. I mean, you know, Jericho bringing Western eyes to the product mm-hmm. as, opposed to, yeah. um, as opposed to in Japan. But I think we should dive right in. Do uh, it. Let's to the do card. It. Yeah. We're going to give you our thoughts on the matches. Some we will discuss at more length than others. Um, you know, <laughs> Because we do want to go to bed soon, so <laughs> we're old men now. We uh, oh. we do need bed, but we're going to start. <laughs> we're going to start with the pre-show, and it was what match? It was the New Japan Rumble. Yeah. Um, otherwise known as let's get as many people in the ring as we can, yeah. and push as many people as we can. I mean, not a lot to say about this match, to be perfectly no, honest. I, I'll be honest. I, I sort of skipped through this one. Um... I didn't really have much 
in the way of knowledge about a lot of them. Um, I had no idea who Cheeseburger was. Um, <laughs> He's um, a Ring of Honor wrestler. And the fact that he won it seemed quite surprising. Cheeseburger um, didn't win it. Did he not? He did not. He, that shows how not. much you've skipped through it. I must have. He <laughs> I won mean, it. Looking at the card and looking at the wrestlers that were in it, um, the biggest name that was in it, I mean, you got Yuji Nagata, mm-hmm. who's quite a big name, um, but short of that, and Jushin Thunder Liger. Got Tiger Mask as well. You've got Tiger Mask. The biggest name in there, apart from those three, is Bushi mm-hmm. from LIJ, which, you know, it's not the most stellar of uh, New Japan Rumbles, let's put it that way. Um, but I thought that Chase Owens had a good showing when he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that Leo Tonga still looks like he can't wrestle, which is he's, unbelievable. Yeah, but he's a monster. He's, he, look, he's, he's, he looks the part. He's enormous. He just he mm-hmm. can't wrestle, um, yeah. which is a shame. Um, but, yeah, you mentioned Cheeseburger. Unbelievable pop for Cheeseburger, mm-hmm. and then another yeah. unbelievable pop when he came out at New Year's Dash. <laughs> Really, really over with the Japanese audience. No idea why. Uh, seems like a really, you know, amiable fellow. Seems really nice. Just, just looks so out of sorts. He does. He does look. He just looks so gangly, blasted. It's like fans jumping jumping into the ring. <laughs> he does. He does. Um, it was eventually won by a gentleman called Masahito Kakihara. Um, I apologise if I mispronounced that. <laughs> From what I believe, he is a cancer survivor. I'm sure um, I had him. I'm sure I had him done all my predictions. <laughs> did you actually? <laughs> I'm sure I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cancer survivor. I know that he is doing a lot to plug the charity that Suzuki mm-hmm. has currently got to raise money for a wrestler with that is paralysed and unfortunately yeah. I haven't got his name down. Um, I was reading about that earlier. Yeah. So, completely fair play to him. You know, when you consider the backstory behind him, mm-hmm. I think. Absolutely, the correct man won. Absolutely. Um, I thought I thought it was quite odd when they started um, pulling off um, the masks. Y- yeah. In a match like that, it's something that irritates me from it's all quite promotions. A big deal. I mean, it's something that irritated me when in the WWE Alberto Del Rio had that feud with Kalisto, and mm-hmm. it was like, stop going for the mask. Baron yeah. Corbin does it all the time as well. Mm-hmm. And it really winds me up. It's like, just I mean, leave the mask alone. It's boring. They had Tiger masks, like, mask off mm. at one point. Yeah. I just thought it was just a bit odd. It's it's very strange. I mean, when you consider in that match, you had um, El Desperado, who wears a mask, <laughs> Jushin Thunder Liger, who wears a mask, yeah. Delirious, who wears a mask, <laughs> Tiger Mask, who wears a mask. You know, the last thing I want is just for people to go round and take the masks off. Yeah. Very, very, very boring spot that is. But overall, you know, let's face it, I don't think me or you were watching uh, Wrestle Kingdom no, Twelve for the New Japan Rumble. It, it was, it was all right. It was well, it was just a, a sort of, just a sort of starter, wasn't it? I've, I've, I've give that, I've given that one a five out of ten because it didn't really do anything. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I agree with that completely. I didn't think that there was anything to write home about. I didn't think there was any massive spots. I thought it was there. It was as good an opening as you can have. Mm-hmm. Possibly went a bit too long, but yeah, you know, when you've got as many men in the ring as you have, it's difficult not to go 30 minutes. So, 
Um, yeah, that's the New Japan Rumble. Won again by Masahito Kakiara. <laughs> and again, well done to him for beating cancer. Um, yeah. Brilliant thing. <laughs> Which brings us to the opening of the main card of Wrestle Kingdom 12. And it brought to us the Young Bucks uh, and Rapongi 3K, who are the <laughs> IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. And they were accompanied by Rocky Romero, who was moonlighting as a Ghostbuster. That was ridiculous. It was an utterly, utterly ridiculous entrance. And the fact that he entered with that, and then Sho and Yo walked in from the side just going like, oh, God. <laughs> and then he was taken out of the match pretty much straight away. He was taken Never out pretty him. brutally, wasn't he, by yeah. Matt Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, a powerbomb. Was it a powerbomb on the It was. It was. On now, the ramp. I don't know what your opinions are on the Young Bucks, whether you are one of those wrestling fans who finds them too flippy, or um, whether you are one of them who thinks that you know they are one of the I best tag teams in the world at the moment. I don't mind them. I think they they have their sort of spear, they have their spot. Yeah, they're good at what they do. They are fantastic at what they do, yeah. absolutely, and you know they are extremely athletic. Mm-hmm. I really like them. I'll be honest, you know, I can, I like all the flippy stuff. I like mm-hmm. the dives. I like the, not the danger it brings to wrestling, but I do like, you know, the different dimension it brings to yeah. wrestling. I think in this match, um, they, I think they did maybe a few too many over the rope dives. They seem to do a lot. Yeah. Yet. And it seemed not... to sort of diminish, diminish what it, the returns that they got out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But, Overall, I didn't find that it impacted the story because I found that... Now, this is where I'm going to go the wrong way around because I can never remember which way Sho and Yo are. One of them was injured. Their back got hurt on one of the spots mm-hmm. when they got uh, attacked on the ramp. The back was then targeted yeah. by the Young Bucks throughout the match. And that was really good, yeah. I was... really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. That target of one part of the body consistently. You know, there were mm-hmm. so many sharpshooters. There was a brilliant spot where um one of the young oh. books was in the sharpshooter mm-hmm. and uh, the other was doing the sharpshooter. Yeah. And the two men were slapping each other, which was, that was absolutely yeah. fantastic. Really <laughs> absolutely like that, yeah. brilliant. Um just just overall a really, really good match. Um you know, you needed that match to kind of liven the audience up, though. To be fair, if you're at Wrestle Kingdom 12 and not alive in the audience, then that um, that, that, that kick spot they did was really good. That really got the crowd going as well. Yeah, absolutely. Kicking each other's partner. Yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That just, was amazing. She didn't see the end, and it looked like it was really starting to sort of hurt them. <laughs> it did. Matt Jackson was probably like, ow, ow, stop. <laughs> <Quit> it, guys. <laughs> just make him stop. I mean... Proper hats off to Nick uh, Jackson because he is ridiculously athletic and he seems mm-hmm. to be the innovator behind a lot of the moves. Um, he's just, you know, you said about how they did a lot of over-the-top moves, but, you know, I really like that. Um, ultimately, you know, we talked about that story about targeting the back. That was how the Young Bucks won, locking in the sharpshooter, show or yo because i can't remember which one's which again i'm new to the product um tapped out and the young bucks are the seven time iwgp junior heavyweight tag team champions seven times yeah i was going to mention that because uh 
that one of the best things of the night that I got the biggest sort of laugh out of was um, Don, when um, Kevin Kelly mentioned um, Michael Jordan, said he was seven-time was it NBA champion or something yeah. like that. And uh, Don Callis says Michael Jordan was a mark. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was so good. <laughs> so these are legends and um, Michael Jordan Brilliant. was a mark. I love Don Callis. He's so good. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. I thought Don Callis and Kevin Kelly were brilliant on commentary throughout it. Don Callis is brilliant. I think yeah. he's, he's got that. He's got a Bobby Heenan in him yeah. and a bit of Jesse Ventura. I can see that. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Definitely. And I, I honestly don't think they missed a beat at all. And it was no, so refreshing it. as well because yeah. WWE are forced to shill and shill and shill. And there was just none of that here. They didn't They didn't come across like they were under pressure to shill something. You know, they hadn't got a script in front of them. You're not it allowed to call yeah, them wrestlers. It, it didn't cut to them to introduce the matches. No, it's, no it just was brilliant. Got on with it. And do you know what? Something else that I loved about this at no point was there between the matches an advert for something else, yeah. Or an or you know, check out the new New Japan, you know, action figures. Yeah. You know, it was just, you know, no backstage bollocks. It was literally <laughs> match, video package, mm-hmm. match, video package, match, yeah. and that. Oh, it was so refreshing to see that. It really was because was, I'm yeah. sick of that in the WWE. I don't want to see. Enzo Amore and Nia Jax, the sexual tension there. I don't want to see that. That's not why I tune into wrestling. Or bloody selling KFC chicken. Oh, God. (laughs) Shawn Michaels coming out as the colonel. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is the man who innovated the ladder match with Razor Ramon. You've got him dressed (laughs) as Colonel Sanders. What the bloody hell is wrong with him? (laughs) Oh, Anyway, let's get let's get away from the WWE. Yes, let's get away from the <laughs> WWE because genuinely, this show is bought New Japan right up there for me. It really has. Um, next, we had the Gauntlet match for the Never Openweight Six Man Tag Team Championship. I call it a Gauntlet Gauntlet match. What a bloody mind fuck this was! Good yeah. grief! Seventeen minutes it went, and you'd got. I've got Quite sloppy. It, I yeah, I didn't really enjoy this match. Um, this felt, and I know a lot of people have said this. This felt like, oh my god, look how many people we haven't got on the card yet. Let's yeah. get everyone in it. So you've got I mean, chaos, which was Beretta, yeah. Ishii, and Yano. You'd got um, Suzuki Goon, which was Taichi, uh, Takashi Azuka, and Zack Saber Junior. You'd oh. got. Toguchi Japan, which was Juice Robinson, Toguchi, and Togi Makabe. And then the hilarious, I love this, uh, Michael Elgin and War Machine, which <laughs> is made so much better when you consider the heat between a lot of them. That's yeah. amazing. That's so New Japan going, you don't like each other? Right, well, let's put you together then. Let's <laughs> see what you do here. Oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but War Machine went out first uh, with uh, Suzuki Goon. Didn't last long, about five minutes. Couple of spots before. But, uh, Elegan looked really sloppy. He did. And obviously, going off what's been happening recently, I think we know why. I was just going to say. I mean, is that, is that other things on his mind? He came out 
and he didn't look like he wanted to be there, did he? Not at all. At no. all. I mean, he came out first, and then War Machine came out after him. He did not look like he wanted to be there. There was a nice spot for him when he had uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi, I think it was. Um, That's where he had them on his back. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, but yeah. he did look he looked really slow and laboured. Mm. And when you consider, you know, like I say, I was saying to you off the air, since this show I've watched so much New Japan because I can't get enough of the product now. <laughs> and when you consider the year that Elgin has had and what he's done, I mean, his matches against Omega were highly lauded by people. And mm-hmm. then it's come to this, you know, his contract's up. He's had all this, you know, heat from outside of wrestling. Yeah. It's a shame. But, you know, like you say, I'm not really surprised that he's in the state he's in. Yeah. Um, he sounds like a bit of a bell end, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Never say that to him because he'd murder me. Yeah. But, you know, he does sound like a bit of a bell end. Yeah. Um, Ray Monroe was eliminated first. Zack Sabre Jr., who I thought looked brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Sabre Jr. He just wrestles such a unique style. Um. He had uh, Rowan a submission and the referee stopped it, which I thought was, I thought, it was really, I thought it was really, really good, actually. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was It was straight. I didn't anticipate Row, you know, kind of passing out. Passing out, yeah. Um, I thought it was good because I don't know. I, I, I didn't think he was going to get him at the tap. So I thought that no. was probably the best way to do it, have him pass out. Yeah, because War Machine still looked strong there. Yeah. And it was nice because obviously War Machine... Highly rumoured that they're going to end up in the WWE. Yeah. Uh, whether that is a good thing or not, I don't know. Not the way they treat the divisions. <laughs> no, no, not if you don't want them to be in a ridiculous thing with, you know, the golden truth or something mm. like that. Let's um, go NXT, that might be good. <clears throat> well, there's been loads of people saying they don't want them to go to NXT, they want them to go straight to main. <laughs> I mean, matches between War Machine and The Revival would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but, hmm, um, you know, it's like Ricochet going. I think yeah, I mean, probably what, best in New Japan, to be honest. Yeah, what will they do? Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, the elimination brought Chaos out, and from absolutely nowhere, Yano rolled up Tai Chi, and mm-hmm. Suzuki Goon were eliminated. Yeah, I thought I thought Tai Chi was actually good in this. I really yeah, enjoyed he him. He was. He did that that bit with the um, the referee. Where he grabbed him and rolled out the ring with him. Oh yeah. God, that, that was really good. I thought that was really smart. Um, <laughs> I mean, just, what I got from this was that Suzuki Goon pretty much just numbers game. Yeah, um, definitely. Also, Takamishinoku did not realise that was him. Yeah. Good grief. <laughs> that lad just doesn't age. And he, did, I was going to say, he doesn't look that old. No, he doesn't at all. Yeah, he must be. He must be 40s, surely. Uh, he must be. I Let's mean, have a look. He, he, oh no. No, he must be. I'll have a look in a minute. Um, <laughs> but obviously, that eliminated Suzuki Goon. That brought Taguchi Japan to the ring. They were my pick. Um, and I don't know. I don't want to say that it didn't look like Taguchi Japan were taking it seriously. <laughs> but Taguchi Japan weren't taking it seriously, were they? I mean, no, no, the no, amount no. of hip attacks from Taguchi was unbelievable. Juice Robinson is ridiculously over. He was doing my head in. And, uh, oh, <laughs> He did Those my punches head he was doing. Those <laughs> bloody punches. It reminded me a bit of Road Dog. Yeah, uh-huh. that's what I was Which thinking. I think that is the kind of thing he's going like, for. Like Bubba, Bubba Ray Dudley or something daft like yeah. that. But again, you know, a lot of you know 
comedy ensued. Yeah, love um, again, Taguchi, a lot of hip attacks. He was then rolled up by Toriyano as he attempted the Shinsuke Nakamura thing. I was just, just going <laughs> to say that there. There was a really, really funny Nakamura thing where he went brilliant. to the corner and did the... Oh, it was so good. It was so good. He attempted to do his entrance with the hands and then the swing yeah. on the ropes. Yeah. And as he did that, Yano rolled him up. I thought it was so good. That was like the highlight of the match, I think. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, that brought the current six-man champions to the ring. Uh, Bullet Club, Bad Luck Farley, Tamatonga and Tangaloa. They, they made it better when they came in. Yeah. Uh, I can honestly say this was the most legitimate part of the Gauntlet yeah. match. Um and it was there was a really nice interchange between Tamatonga and Beretta. Yeah. Um really nice change uh, really nice interchange. Um a lot of dueling gun stuns and attempted do busters. Uh, eventually uh Beretta reverses a gun stun into a do buster and Chaos are the new champions. Yeah. Um that was a really good finish as well. It was a very good finish. Um I know that Gorillas are destiny. Uh, Tamatonga and Tangaloa get a lot of abuse. A mm-hmm. lot of abuse. They're, they're not overly popular. I mean, like I say, new to the product. I didn't mind them. They they were alright, and then they were yeah. alright at New Year's Dash. They went, you know, Chaos had it for less than 24 hours because Bullet Club won them back at New <laughs> Year's Dash. Um, but again, that at New Year's Dash, they had a nice little interchange between Tamatonga and, uh, and Beretta, so Again, oh, I, I mean, I would give this match five. I can't believe that's Trent Beretta. <laughs> I know, I know. There are so many people. Well, Juice Robinson, CJ Parker from NXT, yeah. that hippie. Really? I mean, yeah. Hell. I know. When you consider how much better off the people who are from the WWE are now in New Japan. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. And it really does go to show, you know, WWE are doing something wrong. Um, we didn't give a rating for the Young Bucks match. What would you give that out of 10? I had that down as a 7. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I'd push it to a 7.5, I think, just to be a bit mm. awkward. Um, <laughs> but the the Gauntlet match... I've got that as a 6. I was going to give it a 5.5 because yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't as bad as the Rumble, but... Oh, sorry, as boring as the Rumble because the Rumble wasn't bad. It was just boring. Um... But it was nowhere near as good as the Young Bucks match. There was a really good uh, suplex in this match that I watched a few times. Um, It was Ishii. Oh, taking on Bad Luck Farley. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Fair play to Ishii (laughs) because Bad Luck Farley is a big lad. He is a big lad. Um, They kind of, they plumbed that spot again at New Year's Mm -hmm. Dash. And um, Bad Luck Farley had Ishii on the outside, which is why he couldn't run in. Um, to stop the pin. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where those two teams go next. Um, I'd agree, five and a half, six stars, I'd say. That brought us to um, a grudge match uh, between Kota Ibushi and Cody Rhodes, who came out with Brandy Rhodes. Those two look like the absolute, like, just the business. Yes, his hair is awful. He looks like a poor man's (laughs) M&M. But, you know... has he done that to kind of show that he's rich? Is is that what he's supposed to be doing? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where the blonde... I know he dyed it blonde for Final Battle. 
<laughs> where obviously it's proved very unlucky because since he's had that hair, he's lost two R two. So <laughs> although he did win at New Year's Dash, but that's irrelevant. Um, and we will talk about where Cody's going next because um, there was really really good storyline progression at New Year's Dash. Um, but in this match, they look brilliant. Coach Ibushi came out. If he just, <laughs> he could be, he could be the next Okada. Ibushi could, yeah. because he is. He's so over. He's so talented. He really is. And I think this is the best match I've ever seen Cody in as well. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten a lot of flack um, for his matches in New Japan. He's still wrestling a WWE style, most mm-hmm. definitely. A very safe style. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people have said, you know, why is Cody in a singles match the most prestigious match in New Japan? Why is he in a singles match when you look at the fact that we've just had, you know, 12 men in the <laughs> six-man tag team gauntlet? So, you know, and those men, you, you know, you look at Ishii, who's been in the company for God knows how long, probably yeah. deserves a singles match. Does Cody? Mm, it's debatable, but it's I just, think it proved a lot of critics wrong in this match. Definitely, yeah. especially the the actual the storytelling. Mm. Absolutely, I love deranged Cody. <laughs> I yep. think he does comic book villain brilliantly, <laughs> and I think sh- you know, shy of just twiddling his mustache, <laughs> he was he was a proper proper villain in this. Yep. Um, again. One of my early favourite matches, I must yeah. admit. Um, Cody played his part brilliantly. There was a wonderful spot when Kota Ibushi came over the top of the ropes, <laughs> landed on both Brandy and Cody. And can we just say now, Cody took none of that. That no. was all Brandy Rhodes. So, so fair play to her. Because um, Ibushi did not hold back with that either. <laughs> so he landed on top of Cody and Brandy. And... Brandy went down. (laughs) He was mortified that he thought he'd hurt Brandy. Brandy went down, wasn't moving. So Cody went over to him. Are you all right? All my life. Out of nowhere, Cody, who seemingly did not care, just punched him in the face. Sucker punched him. Because he picked her up and he was walking past the ring. absolutely. It was very Hulk Hogan with Miss Elizabeth. And I was like, really? Are they going to do this angle with it? Really? And Cody um, just but no. punched him. Cody punched him. He dropped Brandy, which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> um, and then you see Cody and Brandy smile on each other. It was obviously that, at work, but was, oh my God, it yeah. was so good. It was That's... so good. And then it was just Cody, that move that everyone is talking about that's been a gift that has gone all the way around Twitter, I would have thought, that crossroads off the apron onto yeah. the floor. Holy <laughs> shit! It didn't even finish the match. <laughs> no, it didn't finish the match. That oh, that's what winds me up about it though, because you've got that, and then in WWE, the rock bottom has finished matches, yeah. which is effectively a side slam. <laughs> and then in this, Kotobushi took all that on the top of his head as well. Yeah, it was just oh my god, how was the lad not dead? And he got up. Yeah, and won. I mean, like, it was a really, it was a really good um, Phoenix Splash. Yeah, it was. It was a really, really good Phoenix Splash, and it does. This match showed me just that Ibushi is worth the hype. He really is. Yeah. He's incredible. I mean, I've heard he's, he's a bit of a live wire, and just yeah. yeah. I mean, I think um, they mentioned that, like Don Callis mentioned, like which version is it going to be? 
Yeah, sort of. Is he sort of? So they don't know whether he's going to be like you say the live wire or if he's just going to play it safe. Yeah, yeah, and you know he's the kind of guy that shoots fireworks off his own chest. Mm-hmm. You know he bounces from promotion to promotion. He's under the mask of Tiger Mask some of the time. So, you know, one would think if he was committed to, you know, his own persona, he was committed to one promotion, he would be one of the top champions in New Japan without a shadow of a doubt. It would be him challenging Tanahashi, not Jay. Yeah. We've got, when you've got Naito sort of, must be coming towards the end now. Yeah. Um, he just seems like the perfect fit. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's he's a brilliant, brilliant wrestler. Um and then the storyline between him and Cody kind of progressed when you got to New Year's Dash. Um eight man tag. Was it a ten man tag? Might have been a ten man tag. Um at the end of the match, Cody took a chair and was attempting to beat um Co uh Bushi with it. And Kenny Omega made the save and kind of fueled that descent within the ranks of Bullet Club. Yeah, uh, it was just—it was a really, really good story. Really I'm good sure story. on that on the video that I saw as well, um, you can see Cody and he's sort of mouthing to Kenny Omega, "I'm better than you." Yeah, uh, you're not the leader. I'm better than yeah. you. But yeah. what was really nice was as he was getting the chair to beat Kotobushi with it, you could see Marty Skrull getting really, really uncomfortable with it. Yeah, he was like, "You need to stop this now. <laughs> stop it." But again, it's, it's fueling that character of Cody. I, I'm honestly yeah. really excited to see where this storyline goes. It makes it look like he's sort of looking to try and take over the sort of top spot. Yeah, and it absolutely. also looks like they're pushing with the Jericho match. They seem to be pushing Omega sort of towards being a, a face. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I would give this match eight out of ten. Potentially I've got, I've nine. Got, I've got nine. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, what a match. Uh, Coach Ibushi walks away the winner. That brought us to a match that at one point I genuinely forgot was on the card, uh, which was <laughs> LIJ, um, Evil and Sonata, winners of the World Tag League, uh, taking on the IWGP Tag Team Champions Killer Elite Squad, which of course is David Boy Smith Jr., son of the British Bulldog, and Lance Archer. Again, another really, really good match. Yeah, it was. It was completely different to the match that we'd just seen, which was, you know, not a spot fest, but there were definite spots in it. It was just a full-on brawl. Fight, yeah. KES look like the nastiest bastards you've ever seen. Like, you know, you've got the nasty boys from the 80s who were just a bit of dicks. Lance Archer Archer wasted 10 bottles of water spit. I was just going to say, spitting everybody. Good grief. Can you imagine being there? He knocked someone's drink out of their hand. He was just a bellend. I thought thought it was excellent. (laughs) I thought it was such good heel work. You don't get heels like that nowadays. But as well, how big are they? They are enormous. I mean, it did help that they were fighting. Sonada was like a beanpole. (laughs) They made heel look small. Yeah, and Lance Archer looked like a sort of um, pumped up version of uh, James Storm. Yes, he did. He did, (laughs) absolutely. And um, basically... The story of this match was how long can Evil and Sonata last, which was brilliant because five seconds in, literally five seconds in, as Evil was turning around to talk to Sonata before the match, Davy Boy Smith and Lance Archer caught him in the killer bomb. Five seconds in, and you think, oh my god, seriously, is this the end? Anyway, Sonata comes in, breaks it up, 
There was um, a really, really slow ref, uh, slow count there as well. It was. It was. <laughs> there was a couple of them in this. Yeah. Really slow counts. Um, or really inconsistent. So one, two, yeah, three. You know, some really slow counts. But obviously, I don't know whether Sonata was slow or. Um, but well, yeah, then it just descended into um, Lance Archer and David Lee Smith destroying the Young Lions at ringside. Yeah. When obviously really they got good, bored of destroying the tag team that they were supposed to be destroying, just went to ringside, destroyed all the ring officials. There was one lovely spot where Lance Archer choke slams um, Lance Archer. Sorry, Lance Archer choke slams Evil into the Young Lions on the outside, yeah. which is lovely. Um, Sonada just gets destroyed then for a good proportion of the match. A good proportion of the match. Yeah. Um, but somehow. Lij rally and they win the tag team championships. That was insane. I'd, unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, it's it's nice to see. I think Davy Boy Junior and um, Lance Archer are a fantastic tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure they'll get them back at some point next yeah. year. But it was just it was just the surprise. I was like, oh my was, god, where the yeah. hell has this come from? <laughs> Bloody hell! Um, but yeah, again, a good match. I'd give it 7 out of 10. Yeah, I've got 7, yeah. yeah Brilliant. See, on the same page. <laughs> now, the next match, I've now watched twice. The first this time I watched again. it, yep. I was unsure on it. Mm-hmm. And then you said that you really liked it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I should go back and watch it again. So I watched it again. And I can see where you're coming from now. I can see where you're coming from. It was Hiroki Goto against the never openweight champion Minoru Suzuki in a hair versus hair and no seconds death match. Yeah. Now, I understand the hair versus hair part. I understand the death match part. <laughs> Talk to me about no seconds. What is a no seconds match? I've no idea. No idea. <laughs> I, I, I re. If anyone out there can explain that no seconds concept to me, please do, because I've got no idea what that means. Um, I just thought right. Suzuki came out looking like an absolute maniac. He's so menacing, and he's already got his hair shaved. His hair looks dreadful, let's be perfectly honest. <laughs> that weird little roadkill thing he's got at the back. Yeah. Awful. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. He came out looking like an absolute... He looked balmy. He really, yeah. really did. Just Goto and Goto was not holding back with some of those chops. No, no, no. And I mean, some Suzuki's of those a, lines. Suzuki's a legit badass as well. Yeah, he I is. mean, he, he beat um, Ken Shamrock for real. Yeah, at his, when he was at his height, twice. In there, apparently. Yeah, mm-hmm. which so. is baffling. Mm-hmm. Baffling. And he's forty-nine years old as well. Fifty? Is he forty-nine? Yeah. Yes. Yes, something like that. He's he's old anyway, mm-hmm. but I know that. Well, I listened to the New Japan Purocast, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. If you don't listen to it, it is literally the the premier podcast for um, for New Japan. Mm-hmm. And sure. I know that they've yeah yeah nice shout out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they do talk about how a lot of Suzuki's matches end disappointingly because it's Suzuki interference, Suzuki Goon yeah. interference. That that didn't really happen here. No, um, they, they, they tried, but they tried, but they were kept out quite well. Mm-hmm. And I thought that added to the match. 
because it put Goto over when Goto finally won because he hit him with two GTRs. Um, and, you know, it made Suzuki look like a grizzled badass. Yeah. It really did. I yeah. thought it was so good. It was the story was so really good. Mm. Um, the sort of the sort of the fact that they just wanted to beat each other. They wanted to hurt each um, other, didn't they? And there, there was a really good spot with them um, where it was you had um, you had Goto in the guillotine. Yeah. From his shoulder, he sort of moved himself across and sort of choking him out. I thought that was so good. And then he put him back on his shoulder. Um, I don't know. I think there wasn't any real sort of high spots. No, I don't remember one at all. Um, but the they had the bit where the they were sort of exchanging sleepers, um, and keeping each other in the headlocks. And that for some reason, when I saw that, it totally reminded us of um, Bret Hart versus Mister Perfect. Yeah, you spoke about that, that before on this podcast. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Where they should do that spot where they wouldn't let each other go, just without um, the viciousness like, of trying to kill yeah, each other. Yeah. Really slows it down, but still has some sort of meaning. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there was a spot where early on Suzuki choked out Goto, mm-hmm. like bringing him up while yeah. Suzuki was sitting on top, effectively hanging Goto. I haven't seen that feat for eight, like years. That movie. No, yeah. I know. And at one point, he had him out where they lift the arm up and put it down. And again, it's a spot that you just don't see you anymore. Just don't see no. And again, he brought that air of legitimacy to the fight. Mm-hmm. It really did. Um, yeah, and really good match. As well. Like I say, and um, Goto won with two GTRs, one reverse and one from the front uh, to win. Suzuki Goon then finally got in, and they <laughs> attempted to lead Suzuki away. Uh, he was kind of semi-conscious. Yeah. Um, he woke up, pushed them all away, went back. You know, to kind of defend his honour. He said he'd do it. His word means this. He then picked up a chair because Goto had set up a chair in the ring <laughs> and had got the razor. Yeah. <laughs> Suzuki picked up his own chair, smashed Goto's chair across the ring, <laughs> put it in the ring, and then shaved his weird, like, roadkill ponytail yeah, like off. Um, and then, yeah, Goto is your new never-open-weight champion. Um, Suzuki then at New Year's Dash came out completely bald so he'd obviously done a much better job <laughs> shaving it the second time and he looks like he's challenging Tanahashi for the Intercontinental Championship Really? Yeah, That's well it. he had Tanahashi in the knee bar for what felt like decades I think I think he's one of my, my new favourites <laughs> Suzuki or Tanahashi? Suzuki he's, he, Honestly, he's an he legitimately terrifies me. He's like um he's a bit like sort of Bob Backlund. Yeah. Just so like he's just like, a submission specialist. Isn't yeah, he? and 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 hard as well. Oh god. He's yeah. legitimately hard. It, it it scares me how terrifying he is. Yeah, he's 49. He's 49. So <laughs> he's got legitimate M- MMA experience as well. Just just to make that even more scary for you people out there. Um but yeah, again, really good match. I'd give it 8 out of 10. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah. Um, whether you people out there think it's the same, I don't know. These are our opinions, you know. Again, at the moment, I'm a massive mark for New Japan, um, <laughs> so you know, I'm flinging out eight and nines like it's Christmas. But 
Like Mel Melsa. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of which, uh, we next had the four-way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship with the champion Marty Skrull versus Kushida versus Hiromu Takahashi and Will Ospreay. Oh, my God. The entrances were amazing. The entrances were fantastic. Utterly fantastic. I mean, Marty, Marty Skrull. Yeah. Shout out, man. Did you see the tweet that Cody put out afterwards? No, no. And uh, he sent be taking a picture of himself, and in the background was Marty Skrull sewing the wings. <laughs> and it said something at the bottom like, this is the effort he's gone to for you, Japan. And he made them himself, which is yeah. baffling anyway. But, yeah, fair play to him. Fair play to him. Um, I mean, the match itself, good God. Skrull was excellent at the beginning. Skrull was brilliant. It just really slimy sort of crawling out the ropes and coming back in and coming out. I love I love that tactic. I love just again it's just really old school. The chicken shit heel. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. it is good. I mean, I said to you before we came on air that he juxtaposed the mm-hmm. aerial assault and the kind of the flippy stuff that Takahashi, Kushida and Osprey bring to a match. Yeah. Um and you know there were the there were the flippy spots, but it wasn't just about the flippy spots for this. You know, you've got Osprey <coughs> sorry, Osprey scaling the lighting rig and moonsaulting off it. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can moan about how you don't like flippy stuff as much as you want. <laughs> that is insane. That's good. I like that. Um, you've got Hiromu Takahashi sprinting through the <laughs> ring, sunset flip, power bombing people yeah, off that, the apron. That was amazing. Unbelievable. And then get and then getting a kick to the face as well. And then getting a kick to the face, which I mean, the kicks that they landed during this match were absolutely savage. They I think really it was good were. having um having Skrull in there against all that because he sort of they were trying to do all this stuff and he kept sort of catching them or putting them in moves um, yeah. while while they're uh, calling every move as well <laughs> top of his voice which was really good the amount of times he called for the chicken wing and didn't gland it and yeah. then you've got Takahashi taped to the um, taped to the barricade yeah. which took ages which made me laugh because I was like Takahashi you could just move <laughs> it took him ages and, and then the he uh, sprayed Kushida in the eyes with um, cold spray. Mm-hmm. Or did he blow powder in his eyes? It was powder. Powder. Was, um, he blew powder in his eyes. The, That's right. From so the, um, box. <laughs> yeah, it really did juxtapose the the flippiness that they were producing, and it was a nice story as well. Um, the Osprey's never beaten Marty Skrull in New Japan, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that um, the bit where they had um, like Takahashi in the corner. And then um, I can't remember who it was who came in and just kicked him. I mean, I think there was sort of uh, someone was sat on the rope, and Takahashi was in the corner, and then someone just ran in and just sort of <laughs> booted him on. Just, just yeah, just sort of switching music. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a bit as well where uh, Osprey and Skrull teamed up. Yeah. And belted was, Takahashi, yeah. so Takahashi was, took a lot in this it match. Was, um, I think it might have been it was. Uh, What's it called? Um, the cheeky Nando kick. I think that's, that's the was. one. Yes. Yeah. Osprey. Stupid name for a move. It is yeah, a stupid that. name for a move. Um, whether it's actually called that, I don't know. But that's what the uh, that's what Don Carlos and Kevin Kelly yeah. called it. Um, but yeah, really good match. This was my favourite match. It was for a it was good better while. than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, the, the like the stuff like the cross arm from the top rope was really good. Yeah. Um, and that um, there was insane sunset bombs as well. Oh, just unbelievable! To the outside. When you consider the talent that was in that match, I don't think they overdid the flippy shit. 
No, not at all. And, you know, you've got that lovely story again where Will Ospreay's never beaten Skills in a singles competition. Gets the win here um, after the Ozcutter and claims the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship for the second time. I'm going to give it 9 out of 10. I've got 8. There you go. There you go. I I, I really, really enjoyed this match. And good, yeah. I thought the fact that it followed two very brutish matches in the LIJ Killer Elite Squad match and the Haruki Goto and uh, Suzuki match, it was kind of the shot in the arm that it needed. Because I felt if it if we'd have got another like a brutal attack match. Yeah, if, if they put like sort of Omega in there, like the Omega, yeah. it would have yeah, really I brought agree. it down. Yeah. I agree, I agree. But yeah, really, really good match. Uh, well done to all involved. Um, next match was for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and it was between your champion, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and he was taking on the debutante Switchblade J. White. Um... What say about this, this match? Probably the probably the worst match of the night. Yeah, it was. I wouldn't say I've heard some differing opinions on this match. It was definitely the slowest. Mm-hmm. Definitely the slowest. And going into this match, New Japan are hot on Jay White. There's mm-hmm. there's no two ways about it, especially after when you consider what happened at New Year's Dash, which I'll go into yeah. in a minute. Um but they are hot on Jay White. There's just, just there's no doubt about it. I just couldn't. I don't know. Watching all the um, the sort of video package, I, just, I couldn't take them seriously. No, it's a, it's a very. I like the look of him, definitely, because I watched him in Ring of Honor and he was just mm-hmm. he was just generic. Mm-hmm. Um, his promos were really generic and forced. But here he seemed, I don't know. It seemed better. It seemed like he'd worked on his character, which yeah. was good. Um, but the story of this match was um, just targeting Tanahashi's knee, basically. Yeah. Um, Tanahashi, you know, the centre of New Japan for so long. You know, he's coming to the end of his, he, end he, of his time. He, he just seemed to be sort of going through the motions in this one. He did, but I wondered if that was because, you know, he is injured. He's got, he had a bicep. His bicep's literally hanging on by a, mm. by a hair at the moment. You know, he should have gone and had it surgically repaired, but he hasn't. He's carried on. His knee is bollocks. He came back after like six weeks or something, didn't he? Something ridiculous, yeah. His knee's just in pieces. Apparently, the knee that Jay White spent the entire match targeting is legitimately injured. (laughs) So that just goes to show how batshit insane Tanahashi is. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't, you know, the all-singing, all-dancing match that we perhaps expected from Tanahashi. But it told a story which was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jay White was this new upcoming sort of, you know, almost like hungry lion coming for yeah. Tanahashi. And Tanahashi just had to use his kind of his cunning to mm-hmm. overcome it because a lot of this match was Tanahashi taking punishment from Jay White. Yeah. That I mean, there was some really like brutal moves. Like there was the power bomb uh, where he did like a gut wrench, a gut wrench from the mat. Yeah. I mean that Jay White doesn't look up, but he was like, like really strong. He was. He's bulked up a bit as well. He has bulked up a bit since the time I seen him in, um, since I saw him in Ring of Honor last. Um, he really has bulked up. But again, there was just, it was. It followed the four way junior heavyweight championship match, which didn't help. Yeah. 
and it was the match before the Jericho Omega match. It, <laughs> it had the very unenviable position on the card, didn't it, really? Yeah. Um, but, you know, despite all Jay White's attacks on Tanahashi, Tanahashi hits two high fly flows and retains the championship. Yeah. Pretty I mean, predictable, I think. It um, was. At no yeah. point did I think Jay White was going to win this match. No. Um, so, yeah, Tanahashi um, retains. We move on to New Year's Dash the next day. Jay White um, beats Kitamura in a singles match, uh, hits him with the Blade Runner, which is the sister Abigail, but without the um, without the weird <laughs> Bray Wyatt beard kiss. Um, then later on, after the Omega Cody kind of showdown, um, Omega brings him out, says, we want you to join Bullet Club. Uh, I watched that, I thought it was really good. Yeah, Swerve gives Omega the Blade Runner, chucks the shirt... And then later on, apparently, um, he's now joined Chaos. Apparently, right. oh. um, on a little interview segment, he's now joined Chaos. But he's mm-hmm. still warned Okada that there is every chance he'd come for that title. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's set up at the moment: Jay White versus Kenny Omega for the United States Championship. Wow! And Tanahashi, of course, as spoken about before, got absolutely laid out by Suzuki Goon. So it looks like Tanahashi is Suzuki's next target. Yeah. the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> which should be interesting, especially if this is the way they're going to give Tanahashi some time off by the fact that they are going to utterly destroy him with that maniac <laughs> Suzuki. Yep. That's obviously that's what they're going to do. Yeah, it, it would surprise me if they don't do that. It would surprise me if yeah. Tanahashi retains because he does need some time off. I mean, he's yeah. 41. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and he wrestles at a really, really high pace normally. So, yeah. I'm not a massive fan of his air guitar, to be perfectly honest. I'm just going to put that out there. I mean, I've watched a bit of his stuff, and yeah, he is he is the hype. Yeah, you know, he can back everything up. He's incredible. But it's I'm just not a fan boy, of that. wasn't? He? Oh god, yeah. Especially when New Japan was going through kind of bad times. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of took it on, and then kind of Okada took it on from there, mm-hmm. and then you got Shinsuke as well. He was one of the original big four. So, yeah. yeah. Now, oh, now then. So, what are you giving? Uh, <laughs> before we move on to that, uh, Tanahashi JY, what are you giving it out of 10? I'll just give it a six. I'll give it a six, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Kenny Omega, the champion, the United States Heavyweight Championship match, takes on Chris Jericho of the WWE. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was worries at the start of this match, um, by me included. Because Chris Jericho is 40-odd. Kenny 45, Omega... 45, is he a 46? 45, awful. I, th- oh. I think you might be right. I think he is 45. Shall we have a look? Uh, Chris Jericho is 47. Oh, geez. Jesus Christ, he's 47? <laughs> oh, my God, this makes this match even more incredible. 40... <laughs> 47? Bloody hell. Jeez. Anyway, um, <laughs> so this match was announced... Um, after Chris Jericho arrived on the Titantron and challenged Kenny Omega uh, on the same show that Jay White arrived and challenged Tanahashi to far less fanfare. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, overshadowed. <laughs> Poor Jay White. Um, yeah, but there was there was worries that Jericho, at his age and having not wrestled in New Japan for so long and against Kenny Omega, who is <laughs> the best or the second best wrestler in the world, 
you know, there was concerns that he wouldn't be able to hang and this would be a massive disappointment. Yeah. Um, I mean, spoiler, it wasn't. Um, I don't think you had to worry. I mean, Omega's no. had matches with blow-up dolls. That is true. And an eight-year-old so, girl. Yeah. Um, I think the addition of a no-DQ stipulation helped. Yeah. Without a doubt, because similar to... Even though the ref kept trying to uh, get them off the ropes. Yeah, or... there's a, oh, trust me, there's a couple of things <laughs> I'm going to bring into this. Um, I mean, this match was incredible. Jericho, the master of reinventing himself. Yeah. He really, really is. Um, every detail as well. You can yeah. tell he's everything. He, you can tell he's sort of forward planning on at every spot. Yeah, I don't mind saying his entrance, Goosebumps. Yeah. His entrance. The, you know, I like Fozzy now. I'm sorry. Their new album what? is genuinely good. I've got to write songs now. Um, I mean, that song, Judas, is a fantastic song to come out to. Yeah. It fit it perfectly. The crowd went Mental. You could hear them singing, couldn't you? You yeah. could hear them singing the song, yeah. And then I've got to got to mention the crowd. Actually, um, it's the first time in so long that I've actually heard a crowd generally boo the bad guys and cheer the good guys. Yeah. Fair play, fair play. I mean, they were they were vocal throughout and yeah. singing along to Suzuki Goon's entrance theme, mm-hmm. um, singing along to Jericho's, the cheers for Omega as well were oh, yeah. deafening, as you know you would assume they would be. Um, but Jericho walked out and he got the light-up jacket. He got the weird ponytail. They went crazy for that jacket as well. They when they really did. When, when it, it realised who it was. Oh. I, had, it I had a big up. smile on my face. Oh, I mean, this was... I, I was going to watch Wrestle Kingdom anyway because, like I say, it was one of my New Year's resolutions. But, you know, this was a massive reason as to why I watched it. And mm-hmm. it was it was such a good match. There were so many spots in this match that were just unbelievable. And Jericho has just shown why he is so much better when he's heel. Yeah. Definitely. He is such a good heel. I mean, loads of people have said they can't remember the last the last good match Jericho put on. And for me, it was against Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. in yeah. 08. And he was heel then. And that was when mm-hmm. his heel persona was absolutely... It was when he um, sparked Plucked out Shawn Michaels' wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to turn yourself legitimately as well. You really do. Um, there was there was a massive story that he wasn't supposed to hit her properly, yeah. and she didn't move in time, and apparently he always, mortified. Yeah. Um, he always but, tells that story. Um, I think I was on his podcast, um, but you know, fair play all the way through from beating the hell out of Kenny Omega to ramming his head into that chair when it was in the corner oh, that was, to yeah. slapping Hit, the camera away in his entrance to picking up that other with, guy's yeah. camera and taking loads of photos of Kenny that Omega. But so apparently, good. that guy was a genuine member of the press. He wasn't a so plant. He just stole some, someone's camera. So that means that guy's got some stellar photographs. <laughs> yeah, but then, just without looking at the guy, threw the camera back to him. Yeah. Luckily, the guy caught it because it looked like an expensive piece of kit. But and then he just lies on top of the ropes, just serenading the crowd as they boo him. Oh, got to mention him. Um, what what on earth was Kenny Omega wearing? <laughs> Presentment. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Okay. It's like sort of a computer game. It was. It was some kind of variation of Anubis, wasn't it? Yeah. But good God, it was. <laughs> it looked I ridiculous. Mean, it did look ridiculous. The mask. The fact that he couldn't see. Yeah. With the headdress on. I mean. I was a massive fan of his Terminator gimmick at um, WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania, yeah. Wrestle Kingdom 11. Yeah, so. that was good, yeah. And um, 
but yeah, this would this went a bit too far. His theme tune, his theme song's quite good though. Never I, heard I like quite a, I like quite a few of them. Yeah, there were some really really good ones. I've been checking some out. <laughs> just putting them on in the gym. Come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was just an absolutely unbelievable, unbelievable match. Um, the bit was... when he um, shoved the ref and then put his son in the walls of Jericho. Oh, that was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I just, he destroyed I mean, the announce table. And the crowd went... The, the crowd was incensed yeah. at that bit. Looking, in, looking down the camera lens as he got Red Shoes' son in the walls yeah. of Jericho. It's like, what a way to turn heel. Unbelievable. I dive onto the table where they wiped out Don Callis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. And um, um, when I... When, after I watched it, I listened to the podcast with Don Callis, and yeah. he says, all along I was thinking, please don't stand on my phone, and you can see his phone. <laughs> he says, like, please don't stand on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Jericho would have bought him another one. I imagine Jericho isn't short of money, no, um, no. especially after this match. Um, but yeah, Kenny Omega, he makes anyone look good. Yeah. you know. But Jericho didn't need much help. No, Jericho, I think, was with him most of it. Towards the end, you could see him sort of, sort of, sort of slow. He'd gone yeah. hard. He had yeah. gone hard. Um, there was uh, Omega finally manages to take the one winged angel um, onto Jericho, but he gets his hand on the rope, which apparently is okay in a no DQ match. <laughs> there's, there was a bit what? where um, I'm sure there's a bit where he was. I think Jericho had a hold of him and he was yes. on the ropes and the ref was counting him and Jericho kept shouting at him. Shouting at him. It's this not is a DQ match, you moron! <laughs> Which is brilliant. If that's not, if that's a shoot, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, but there was also a bit... Yeah, it was that bit. It was that bit um, when he had him in the walls the first time because he had him yeah. in the walls like about four or five minutes into the match. Yeah. Um, the walls that's never put anyone away. Um, never. But he did bring out the old school lion tamer, so yeah, you know, fair yeah. play. Um, but yeah, Omega hits the one winged angel. Jericho gets her hand on the ropes. Obviously, pinfall called off. Um, Omega then goes for another one, which Jericho reverses into the walls of Jericho, which is a really good reversal. Good, yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's really good. Um, then Jericho has um, Omega on the floor goes for a lion salt, which he'd hit earlier on, and considering he's 47, that's impressive. But he goes for a yep. second lion salt. Omega lobs a chair at him. That was class. <laughs> so good. Smacks Jericho square in the middle of the back. Um, Omega gets him up for the one-winged angel, onto the chair, and that's eventually yeah. what, what puts Jericho away. Um, there was the spot with the, um, the spray. Yeah, or oh, the cold spray. Yeah. <laughs> Jericho has Omega in the walls um, for... Oh, he must have had him in the walls for 90% of this match. Um, Omega crawls towards the end, gets the cold spray from underneath the apron, sprays Jericho in the eyes with it, sprays him under his own arms, and then sprays him down the trousers so and gives us a cheeky little smile. Yeah. Uh, which is brilliant. And the you could hear all the women in the crowd. Yeah, you could. Like, screech. You could. Apparently it's not the first time he's done that spot, apparently. Yeah. But even so, still really good. There was a spot with the table, of course, when um, Jericho is on the top turnbuckle. There's a table yeah. on the outside. Um, Omega hits him with a V-trigger, and Jericho kind of 
Yeah. Um, looks down first. Stumbles, it, was, yeah. it wasn't the smoothest. <laughs> it wasn't. The, 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 there's the other spot where um, Jarrett was on the floor outside. Omega just sort of threw a table on top of him, climbed up the struss, and then jumped off. Oh, God, yeah. Double footed him through the table. Oh, that was insane. That looked you like could... it legitimately hurt yeah. as well. Yeah, that was brutal. And that was quite early on. Um, and then, yeah, Jericho goes through the table, gets a lovely <laughs> cut on his ass. Um, but yeah, what a match. What an absolutely banging match. Um, I'd give it. Oh, God. Do I go? Do I go ballistic and give it? No. I've got nine and a half. I'd give it nine and a half out of ten. I'd give it nine and a half out of ten just for the fact that it lived up to the hype. Yeah. And then following that, it looks like Jericho may be sticking around. Yes. Um, so we come to New Year's Dash the night after. This is the good thing about doing our podcast late. <laughs> we can incorporate New Year's Dash. Yeah. Um, Jericho, who was only supposed to be sticking around for one match, though, he never explicitly says that this is his only match. No. Naito at the end of um, New Year's Dash um, is kind of doing his typical press conference, uh, kind of promo at the end saying, I lost last night, I'm so sorry. Um, where he's jumped by Jericho, who beats the living piss out of him. Um, and has to be carried away by security. There's some brilliant moments from Naito during that beatdown. Spitting. He spits at him. At one point, he picks up a chair. Looks like he's going to run and throw it at Jericho's on the outside, but instead just sits on it really calmly. Yeah. Um, Jericho's trying to get to him when he's packed with security, and Naito's just lying on the mat with his head on his hands, just going, come on then, mate. Go on, have a go. <laughs> um, so obviously there's going to be a Naito-Jericho um, match moving forward, yeah, which is going to be incredible. Obviously, Kenny Omega, there's a lot of storylines going forward. He's got the storyline with Jay White now, after Jay White's number Bullet Club at New Year's Dash, and obviously he's got the storyline with Cody as well. I yeah. would be surprised if they dive straight into the Cody thing. I think that has a way that's, to go yet. Yeah, it's gonna, that's going to sort of bubble away, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I don't see it being Wrestle Kingdom 13. I think I might be a bit too long to place out, but it could be a King of Pro Wrestling, it could be a Dominion. Yeah. Um, definitely semi-main. Whether it'll be a main, I don't know. <laughs> Who's next for Okada? I don't know, but we'll get into that after this match, um, which, of course, is our main event, which I'm glad it was the main event, to be honest. <laughs> there was talk yeah. that Omega and Jericho might go on last. I'm glad this was the main event. Um, and I this think the was... crowd were a lot more into this one. Yeah, they were. They were. It's because it's a more traditional match. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't of the, you know, there wasn't any of the hardcore shenanigans, anything but, but... like that. It wasn't obviously with Jericho. You've got a bit of that WWE style as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's none absolutely. of that. There was none of that here. None of that at all. Um, it was our main event, our singles match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship between Kazuchika Okada, who came out with Gado, um, and Tetsuya Naito. Jesus Christ! Is there a man more over in New Japan than Naito? Naito looked like hundred, like hundred million dollars. He he looked absolutely like a just total star. He did. He did. He looked suit. incredible. And I'll be perfectly honest, at no point did he look like he was going to lose the match. You never no. looked at him and thought, I can call this. No. Because Okada I've got that in my notes, actually. I've got at no point did you know which way this match was no, going to go. absolutely not. And there was loads and loads of people who said that Naito was going to win. Okada had beaten the record. There was nothing left for him as champion. Mm-hmm. And Naito, he's never going to be more over than he has been. And of course, there's been this storyline before that Tessie and Naito... Um, was supposed to main event at Wrestle Kingdom, but 
the New Japan crowd kind of poo-pooed it and he got mm-hmm. shunted down the card. And there's been that oh. steady rise to him as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he's the Intercontinental Champion for a vast portion of this year before he won the G1 Climax. Um, and the stuff he did with that belt was absolutely insane. It was so funny. Um, he just used to throw the belt everywhere. Just did not give a single shit about that belt. He attempted to pay for a meal with it once, which was hilarious. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> but yeah, unbelievable. Anyway, this match, Naito looked brilliant. Okada's now wearing trousers. Who knew? Um, there was so many, so the, many spots in this match. Just wait, just from the off. I mean, obviously, like Naito's got his suit on, and he took his ever living time. Oh, he did. Taking it off. Bloody hell. Didn't he and just... It, just... it just built the anticipation. And then you could hear the crowd just... It was going to and... fever pitch, wasn't yeah. it? It really was. Um, just the amount of finishes in this match was unbelievable. Just yeah. finishes. I think, I think um... there was three Destinos, <laughs> a jumping tombstone, and yeah. two Rainmakers. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. The reversal, the f- I know I'm jumping ahead to the end of the match here, but the reversal from the Desno into the Jumping Tombstone was yeah, smooth yeah. as it was gorgeous. I would argue Okada has got some of the best drop kicks in the world. Yeah. His drop I've kicks look yeah. incredible. I've got. I've actually wrote down um, his drop kicks were like um, Suzuki's. Because he's yeah. really good at them. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. To be honest, I didn't have a fault with this match. It started slow, it built. You know, you've got it's that perfect. lovely spot when um, they were exchanging forearms and Okada is beginning to tire. Yeah. Um, and then Naito slaps him. It's horrible, wasn't it? Yeah, proper, proper slaps him. You heard the connection to his face. Proper slaps him. As though to say, come on, is that all you've got? The um, the, I mean, the opening again. They they had all the sort of the back and forth, um, sort of reversing each other's moves, and then sort of Naito did that like resting pose, mm. tranquilo, just, just lying there, yeah. And um, I don't know. It was just like Naito really went to sort of brutalize him. Yeah, he did. He really went into sort of trying hurt him. Yeah, he did. Really targeted the neck, which... the neck on the on the apron, and then on the barrier. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I'm amazed Okada came out for New Year's Dash because <laughs> he was brutalised by Naito. Unfortunately, for me anyway, um, Okada got the pinfall over Naito mm-hmm. um, to retain his heavyweight championship, which he's now held for over 500 days, which is a bafflingly long amount of time. Crazy. Um. Do you think the Ramam won? Yeah, I do. I think. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, and again, it, it's it's obviously it's a it's a WWF guy. He has he reminds us of Ric Flair for some reason. Okada just has He's this sort of got, yeah, just superstar. You can total. see that in his entrance. Yeah, I mean, he is a god in Japan. Mm-hmm. He's That's on what adverts I mean. He's and everything. Yeah. But, might have just been me, but when he was doing his promo at the end, mm-hmm. there was empty seats. Yeah, you could see, yeah. There was definite boos when the pinfall. Definite boos. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
is Naito ever going to be as over as I, he I is? I think, yeah, right I mean, com- commentary mentioned that and they said sort of, was that Naito's sort of chance going by? I mean, you'd hope not. You'd really, really hope not. But, yeah. I mean, he's not going to get another shot at the championship now because it looks like he's entering into this program with Jericho, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah. But who's next for Akadi? You know, there was um, a thing I noticed was um, the, the crowd, especially sort of the, the girls screaming for um, Okada really? all the way through it. Yeah, you could hear them. Um, it just it was like a like a rock star. Yeah, he's he's a he's just massive over there. He really is, and. Looking at this match, you can see why. He's an incredible wrestler, as is Naito. You can see why the big four of Japan are the big four of Japan. Because they are just that damn good. You know, you've got Tanahashi, Omega, Okada, Naito. Name me a better top four in the world. Name me a better four wrestlers in the world. Put AJ Styles in there. There's no one else. No one else can touch them. Technically, as well, I mean, again, some of the stuff in that match, they they had the the reverse Super Rana. Oh God, yeah. Which was absolutely just. <laughs> that would end a match. That would end a match. Normally, so smooth in that mm-hmm. match. There was no kick... spot where you thought I was a bit sloppy. Maybe they're getting tired, yeah, uh-huh. and everything that... just seemed so just... so wonderfully meticulous. Yeah. You could tell that they. Like working with each other. Yeah, you can tell that absolutely. That big that kick the kick out from the rainmaker, the pop for that. Yeah, absolutely. Because when he hit with that first rainmaker, I'll be honest, I did think he'd kick out of it because I was like, "There's no way this match ends with one rainmaker." Yeah. But even so, because of the closeness of the pinfall, you're thinking, "Good God, that was close." Yeah. Good God, that, that was close. That um sweep in the corner as well. That was excellent. Yeah, he's. I love Naito. I really, really do. And I think he'll get the championship at some point. Most definitely. Still, still quite young. He is. He is still quite young. Um, you know, he's got a lot of time ahead of him. He's I'm sure he's still gonna be over. Whether he'll be over to the extent that he was over in this match, I don't know. Yeah. Um but we'll see. I mean, the big question coming out of this, the big question and the question that wasn't answered really at New Year's Dash is who is next for Okada. You look mm. at this card, you look at the big four, you've got Tanahashi's in a program with Suzuki. You've got Jericho's in a program with Naito. You've got Omega's in a program with Jay White and Cody. Who on earth does that leave for Okada? Mm. I mean, the person who was standing tall over Okada at the end of New Year's Dash was Sonada. Right. But do you really see Sonada going against Okada? Mm. I'd love to see it because Sonada's extremely talented. But they've just got the heavyweight tag belts. Yeah. And he's not going to pull double duty in a heavyweight tag match with Killer Elite <laughs> Squad and no. then go into a championship match with a carder. <laughs> it, there's just no way they can do it. And you look at the rest of the card, who has got the superstar quality to Macho. take on a carder? I mean, yeah. you look at Cody when he took him on at the G1 special in USA. Cody wasn't on that level. Yeah, Cody was not on that level. There is a select few who are on that level, and looking at them, 
Let's let's have a triple threat or something like that. Unless they have a triple threat. Yeah. But I just, I don't see anyone. It's not going to be Goto. He's the never open weight champion. Mm-hmm. It can't be any of the junior heavyweights. So unless you're looking at maybe a Fale or maybe an Ishii. Mm. Um, a Juice Robinson maybe. No. <laughs> never. <laughs> Please no. Maybe cheeseburger. <laughs> he digging a massive pop. <laughs> but what are you giving this, Garth? It's hard. Um, I think I'm going to give it another nine and a half. I don't think I can go to ten. I don't know why. I'd, it seems like ten's got to be the perfect match. And for yeah. me, there's only ever been one match that has got ten. And that's Okada Omega from last year. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible to go to that. In fact two of the three of the trilogy. I'd say that and their Dominion match where they, they wrestled the hour time limit draw. Mm, yeah. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, I'd say 9.5 is a good shout for that. A another, really, um, really good match though. Another thing that was really refreshing about the whole thing is um, at no point were they ever looking for a camera. No. No, they wrestled for the wrestling. They didn't wrestle nobody, for the cameras. Yeah, nobody was moved into position. Nobody was sort of... Even when it came to corners, people weren't sort of shimmying themselves into position. No. It was just, did it. Yeah. Do the do the, do the move to get the win. Yeah. That just so refreshing. <laughs> Overall, this entire event was refreshing. And yeah. I've said to... You know, I said during my New Year's Dash podcast that I'm going to be watching every event now because not only is it on a decent time, WWE for English fans, you don't think about that, do you? <laughs> Bloody two o'clock for SmackDown. Um, but, you know, it's on at a decent time. It's on in the morning. Um, the events generally are excellent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many interesting stories coming through that it's just impossible not to watch. I think it's going to... Obviously, this, this event here has got so many more people involved yeah that absolutely they're gonna have to start um pushing it more and more over this side sort of yeah europe and america um because i know some people had a bit of problems with the website i don't think they were expecting the traffic they got no no which, um, which amazes me the way they built this they should mm-hmm. have expected the ridiculous amount of people yeah i mean even don Callis has mentioned to said he, he said the weeks leading up to this, you need to you need to get on top of your sort of your website and things website like that. Traffic, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but um, I think it's this this one single event could be a complete turning point for everything. Yeah, not just them for everything because WWE are going to be looking over their shoulder with this, thinking, do we start incorporating some of that? They've got to. I mean, there's no two ways about it. Yes, the WWE is never going to fall. We're never going to have a Monday Night Wars in the same way we had a Monday Night Wars yeah. with WCW. But you look at the amount of press this show has gotten. You know, you've got one of your main talents going over there. And yes, he said, you know, he's, Jericho's come out on a podcast and said that Vince has said, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely fine. It's going to be good for us. It's going to be good for you. Yeah. And, you know, there's even um, chat on the internet at the moment that um, the owner of. New Japan wants to do business with WWE, you know, mm-hmm. dare we dream. But, you know, that would be an invasion done right. Oh, my God. 
the dream matches you would get from that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen threads and posts on Facebook about um, who would you take to WWE, and I just think, well, why would you leave? Why would they leave New Japan? Yeah, I wouldn't leave New Japan at the moment. It's the place to be. I mean, maybe it's the the sort of the English speaking guys would, but when you've got like a card and night, or why would they leave their absolute superstars? Yeah. And then when you look at how they've treat Nakamura, um, in WWE, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Yeah, who were massive over yeah, they in were. Japan. Absolutely. Um, Albert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, just, that was a fluke. <laughs> just think, why, why? Why would you jeopardize that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at this card, would you replace a single person on this card with any member of the WWE roster, with the exception of AJ Styles? Um, maybe that Jay White with somebody like Samoa Joe. Yeah, potentially. It would be again another. See, Adam likes to have seen there. Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, I think oh, that would have been an excellent match, but oh, the story yeah. that Goto and Suzuki told was brilliant. Yeah. I'd have perhaps Jay White brought AJ Styles in. Yeah. Where else do you put anyone? I don't think there is. Could maybe put Braun Strowman in there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, he wins the New Japan Rumble. <laughs> Him and Cheeseburger. Um, but yeah, that's that's WrestleMania. Oh, for God's sake, I've got to stop calling it that. It's because I was thinking about what they're going to do for WrestleMania. Um, yeah. Speaking of WrestleMania, because I don't want to finish that, I want to talk about WrestleMania, which is why I said it. Mm-hmm. Where does WrestleMania go from here? Because WrestleMania um, is the flagship, you know, the, in air quotes, Super Bowl of wrestling. I think, well, I think they'd be pretty much bolted on to what they're doing anyway. But I think... Triple H will have his eye on this. He's got Vince won't. No, Vince, Vince won't be interested. Does he even know New Japan's a thing? Well, he didn't know who Nakamura was. He didn't know who AJ Styles was. He didn't know any of these people. That's true. Um, but I think definitely the likes of Triple H will have their eye on that. It's going to because be he's a wrestling fan as well. He's a, he's a he's a purist. Yeah, he is. It's going to be interesting to see where the company goes. Once Triple H takes it over. Yeah, and to see what, if any, influence Jericho has as well. Yeah. Over there. I. Once he's had Naito, the only other person for me that he could challenge is Tanahashi. That's the only other person. Because I don't think think he'll let him have Okada. No. No, I don't think so. I'd be. Well. I say that. I mean, I we've just Jer- spoken about the Jer- lack of challengers. I don't think Jericho would take anything less than top billing at this point. Maybe not. Maybe not. Saying that, the, their Intercontinental Championship is their second belt. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost got as much prestige as the Heavyweight Championship. Mm. You know, they haven't fucked it over like the WWE have by yeah. sticking it on Zack Ryder. Um, so, you know, it's potential, but again, we've spoken about a lack of challenges to Okada. We've got to think: could Jericho be in with it? He wouldn't win, obviously, but yeah. you know, who else is there left? I hope it's not Suzuki again, because their match at New Beginning was apparently quite disappointing, and I don't want to see yeah. a disappointing Suzuki match. Um, 
I mean, for WrestleMania, when you consider that, you know, you have got quite a few. Well, look at their Intercon- their Intercontinental Championship match was on the pre-show, mm-hmm. and it was it's a it was an absolute car fire. Mm. It was boring. It was dull. Can you honestly say, with the exception of the Gauntlet match, any of these matches were boring? Because I didn't no, find the Jay White Tanahashi match boring. It was slow. No. I didn't find it boring. And none of these matches went below 14 minutes. Not one. No. And I didn't find any of them boring. And there weren't many that you actually could sort of, while you're watching the match, I can't think of a match where I thought they're definitely going to win. No. And you look at their main event, Okada versus Naito. Is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar going to come close to that? No. no. I mean, it'll be it'll be probably quite brutal. But Roman Reigns is going to win, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's going to win. Mm-hmm. But saying that, you know, I think ninety nine percent. Well, no, that's that's eighty percent probably thought Kevin Kenny Omega was going to beat Jericho. It didn't stop the match from being a spectacle. Yeah. Okay. So. I don't know. I just feel like the WWE style, I know that they have to wrestle the WWE style because they wrestle a far more rigorous schedule yeah. than New Japan do. Far more rigorous. And everyone's used to that as well. It's Yeah. Everyone's used to that style. And yes, you've got the backstage skits, which can get extremely annoying. <laughs> Raw, which is three hours. Smackdown, which is two hours. And then on a pay-per-view week, a pay-per-view, which is two hours. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a lot of wrestling. You find yourself very oversaturated with the product. New Japan, you haven't got that at all. No, not at all. Which I think that's why a lot of people, um, a lot of people I know, like, who are into it, really into NXT. I, I prefer it, NXT to the main roster. It has simple stories. Um, the stories are quite quickly ran, and there's nothing of the silly backstage, well, not much of the backstage stuff. No, no, I agree. And to be honest, the backstage stuff tends to be press conferences, mm-hmm. which is what they should do here. Yeah. You know, on the main roster. But I just find that because Raw is three hours and because that third hour is making them so much money, they can't and won't drop that third hour, yeah, which means they, that the writers are forced to write three hours of TV <laughs> per week, which is just mental, which, may, which means that we get such convoluted storylines that yeah. once it gets to the payoff, we just we find ourselves not caring. And when they do do it right, you know, like with the Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar thing, which was done perfectly, you mm-hmm. get to the payoff and they've run out of ideas and the match was crap. You know, because they're building up the F5 ready for Roman Reigns to kick out. Yeah. It's just, it's... I just, I don't know. I'm... Just- I'm get, not comparing gets, the two because no, you can't compare fair. the two. Yeah. You you simply cannot. And there's no point people in the comments saying WWE is far better than New Japan or New Japan is far better than WWE. They're different products. Completely different products. The way they wrestle is different. The way they're set up is different. The way they're televised is different. You know, The way they're packaged is different because WWE is sports entertainment and this is wrestling. Yeah. I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. I mean, such such a break, such a change. Five and well, I mean, a half a, hours this was on. Five and total, a half hours, and I was never bored. I mean, I'm a total and utter New Japan noob. Yeah, I, I know some of the characters, I know some of the names. I've watched some of the matches, like the the Omega Okada and things yeah. like that. But 
I've never watched any of the week to week stuff. There is no week to week stuff. That's the thing. Well, yeah, I mean, like the sort of the road to shows. Of, yeah, and yeah. they're the sort of lesser peer reviews, but this is just sort of I don't know. It's made us want to see more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm subscribed to New Japan World, and I will be watching, you know, the next shows, which I believe is New Beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be watching that without shadow of a doubt. You know, even some of the Road Two shows, I'll be watching some of those. But New Japan have they've put on an absolute spectacle here. Yeah. I mean, if I what would you give it out of ten? The overall show, Wrestle Kingdom twelve. What would you give? Um, because there was the other earlier matches which weren't as great. I'd say eight and a half out of ten. Okay, I was going to go nine. Because yeah. the only match I didn't enjoy, and that's probably being harsh, didn't enjoy, just I was like, eh, was the Gauntlet match for the yeah. Never Open Way six man tag teams. I just thought that there was there was too many too many too teams, much, yeah, too little time. You know, the Taguchi Japan bit was pointless. You know, just there was no point in them being in it, apart from Taguchi's um, really funny impression of Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, um, that was quite funny, but I just <laughs> that was good. Just, yeah, there was that, basically. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is our review of Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We definitely did. Uh, we've yep. been buzzing yep. to do this podcast all week <laughs> <laughs> since Thursday. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Um, yeah, there's not a lot left to say. Thank you for listening. Let's, um, subscribe to us on Facebook, on uh, YouTube. Talk to us on Twitter. You can follow me at, at Real Rob Goodwin. Where can they follow you, Garth? I'm at Drummer Jackson. Fantastic. And don't forget to check out our website as well, where there will be a new feature, Learning the Ropes of New Japan, where I watch New Japan from, you know, times ago and see if I can get to grips with it. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. See you later. You've been listening to Wrestling and More's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WAM Podcast UK, on Facebook, and check out the website, wrestlingandmoreblog.weebly.com. Until next time, wrestling fans. 